Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. We're excited to talk this week with Chuck Bautista. He is on the board of directors and also co-chair of the 2020 Denver's Walk to End Alzheimer's. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here. Let's talk a little bit about Alzheimer's and explain to folks what it is, because I think for some people they have thought, oh, this is the same as dementia. And it's like, no, wait a minute. It's very different. Right. All Alzheimer's is a form of dementia, but all, not all dementia is Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, I think that the most important thing is that it's a global disease that more than 47 million people around the world uh, live with, including 6 million in the U.S. and over 70,000, 76,000 here in Colorado. Yeah, that is just heartbreaking when you hear those numbers. And it's the sixth leading cause of death, and it kills more people than breast cancer and prostate cancer. Is that right? That's right. It actually kills more people than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. And uh, definitely one of the biggest reasons that we want to focus on on getting the message out there about Alzheimer's and obviously hopeful uh, that people will go and learn a little bit more about it and, uh, and be prepared in case their family uh, confront the, uh, the disease themselves. That was one of the other figures I, I just find staggering is how many caretakers are there in the United States as well. Right. Um, oh, there's over 16 million folks in the U.S. that provide free health care for their family members. Um, obviously, it's free health care because you're not going to charge your mom and your dad to, to take care of them. But at the same time, it's time that they have to take away from their own um, way of life, whether it be working for them, you know, on their own or, or taking care of uh, children or what have you. Uh, it's, it's a massive, massive impact. Over 19 billion hours of unpaid care uh, are given every single year to, uh, to patients with Alzheimer's. And that's a massive impact on that person emotionally, physically, and I'm sure financially as well. Right. Uh, almost $250 billion a year is, uh, is basically donated by these unpaid caregivers. So explain to folks exactly, because Alzheimer's is a disease, what it is and what are some characteristics of it? So I think the most important thing to pay attention to is that it is a disease that is related to aging. And oftentimes what you hear or what you think about is, you know, your grandparent maybe is becoming forgetful and is, uh, is maybe not remembering names, names so well. And, and we just think, oh, well, you know, that's just them growing old. And that's a normal part of aging. But in fact, it isn't the case. Alzheimer's or disease and dementia in general are not a normal part of aging. But what you ex- could expect to see are some typical uh, markers, if you will, of uh, maybe some forgetfulness or some inability to, uh, to, to remember things from the recent past. And uh, this creates obviously concern with individuals who um, run into this themselves. And unfortunately, what we find is that people will go inside with this uh, concern, and they won't actually go and talk to a doctor. They won't go and talk to a, to a family member. And so it is really important that we do pay attention to those signs, becoming a little bit more forgetful um, and, and things of that sort that, that, have, uh, that are markers of, of the disease itself. And I know you said that age is a primary factor, but I was also surprised to learn how many more women have Alzheimer's than men. Right. It's uh, two-thirds of those living with Alzheimer's are, are women. And, uh, and uh, it's obviously a devastating uh, statistic. And if you take it even one step further, two-thirds of caregivers, of these unpaid caregivers, are also women. So unfortunately, in our society, um, this disease has had a massive impact and an un- unequal impact, if you will, on on women. 
Right. And I also, people of color are more affected. Right. So African-Americans are twice as likely as, as whites to develop Alzheimer's and Hispanics are 50% more likely. It's, again, a really devastating, um, a, a devastating disease for, uh, for people of every community, but those specifically um, are you know, disproportionately rather uh, affected and impacted. And obviously, as of today, there's no cure for this. Right. I mean, we are making so many inroads, and it's fantastic. We've been able to raise uh, lots of, of, of dollars towards uh, the, the, the disease, towards research towards the disease. Uh, over $208 million, uh, invested by the uh, Alzheimer's Association alone um, in over thir- in almost 600 um, projects, research projects. So we're raising a lot of money. We're doing a great job, and, and we are making inroads. But unfortunately, we do not have a cure at this point. And, um, and we're just doing everything that we can to, to keep pushing, keep the fight going forward, especially in a year like 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's, everybody's focus has really been on COVID-19 in 2020, and I think that's understandable. Our mantra here at the Alzheimer's Association is that Alzheimer's doesn't stop and neither will we. And while we obviously say that within the context of, of respect and sensitivity towards what everyone is handling or dealing with right now with this pandemic, uh, we cannot take our eye off the ball. And that's why we're, again, focusing so much on the walk uh, this year. Well, tell me a little bit about that walk, because that walk is coming up here in just a few weeks on Saturday, September 19th. That's right. And, you know, normally what we would be able to do is is uh, everybody get together at City Park here in Denver. And, you know, upwards of 10,000 folks would get together and, and walk and show their spirit and show their purple, um, obviously raising some awareness and, and some excitement for for the cause. Uh, this year, clearly, we're not going to be able to do that. So um, given that we're in this current pandemic and we're, we're um, being sensitive to the, to the necessities uh, related to that, we're not going to be able to get 12,000 people together uh, like we did last year. So what we're doing instead is we're encouraging people to get together with their teams and, and their families and to walk in their neighborhood mm-hmm. um, or, you know, even on trails or go climb a mountain. <laughs> Obviously, we want everybody to stay safe and, and social distant when it's, when it's uh, appropriate and wear masks. But most importantly, get out there and, and just do what you can to, to raise awareness for, for the cause. All right. And how can folks raise money to help out? Because I know that's a, that's another component of the walk as well. Absolutely. The, the most important thing that we want people to do is to, is to uh, learn a little bit about the disease, obviously. Learn about the association. Go to www.alzheimers.org slash walk, and you can register. Um, either as an individual or what we love is for people to, to create teams or join teams. And uh, and when you go to uh, alzheimers.org slash walk, you can uh, register for the walk for yourself. You can join a team or register, form a team, and uh, and also donate for, uh, for, the, for the walk there as well. Well, and I know here at Bonneville, Cozy 101.1, we have a team going on. Um, so we're excited to be a part of the walk this year as well. But why is it so important this year, even more than ever? Well, again, I think the most important thing to, to focus on is that we are doing everything that we can within the context of a very different year. And this has been a very difficult year for everybody. Fortunately, with that, what comes along with that is uh, focus is taken off of other uh, needed, other necessities, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we just want to make sure that the message is still getting out there, that people need to understand, obviously, that Alzheimer's doesn't stop, regardless of what's going on in the world. Um, we 
need to do everything that we can to continue the research that uh, that we're using to to hopefully at some point tackle this disease and uh, and help the millions of people who are affected by it in the country. Well, an Alzheimer's Association has a big presence here in Colorado. We have 13 uh, walks uh, here across the state, um, and actually our Denver walk here in Denver is the top five uh, in, in the country, which we're really excited about, given the size of our of our community compared to some other places uh, across the United States. We're really proud of the impact that we've made uh, here, here locally. Well, and I think that's great, especially, you know, we talked at the beginning of the interview about how many Coloradans are affected by Alzheimer's, and was it 76,000? That's right. And if you take that even one step further, so 76,000 uh, Coloradans are affected by the disease, and, uh, and over 250,000 unpaid caregivers uh, mm-hmm. care for those individuals. If you just take it one step further and one step further, and you realize how almost all of us are touched by this disease. Um, and it's, uh, again, as we said at the very beginning, larger uh, death rate than uh, breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. This has such a large impact on our population, and we want to do everything that we can, um, to, you know, obviously, to further the research. Absolutely. And what does, I know a lot of people hear about the Alzheimer's Association, uh, what all do you do? Explain to folks. So uh, I think one of the biggest things that we do is we are a resource for uh, individuals who are touched by the disease to, to, to get help if you will. Again, by just simply going to alzheimers.org, you can access some of the resources that we have. But we have classes, whether it be for individuals, families, uh, organizations, businesses as well. Um, and we educate and we offer um, uh, support for those individuals as well. Clearly, we raise money, and that money goes directly towards uh, research uh, for the disease. Here in Colorado last year alone, we, we were able to donate or to, uh, to put $4 million towards these different research projects. Uh, across the United States, which across the world, actually, which uh, which we're really excited about. Uh, but most importantly, I think the money obviously is, is huge and has a huge impact on, on the research. But I think what's most impactful to me in the way that I was initially introduced to the Alzheimer's Association is through uh, going to the website and reaching out uh, in the helpline. I mean, mm-hmm. just simply being able to speak with somebody about what it is that uh, is impacting me and then getting some advice and getting some uh, some direction from somebody who has understanding and knowledge about uh, about the disease. It really does make a difference. I was going to say, just being able to have that support out there and have people right. who know what you're going through. That's what I was going to ask you about is everybody who's usually passionate about a cause has a personal story. What has your journey with this disease been? Thank you for asking that. And, and this is what we in the association call our mission moment. And this is something that, uh, that I'm proud and happy to share anytime somebody asks me. Uh, my father lives with the disease, and um, this is actually what drove me to the association in the first place. Um, so he was diagnosed in 2011. He's still um, um, fighting the disease at this point, uh, living in Houston, Texas. And um, when my family, my wife and uh, two kids and I moved to Colorado, I really wanted to uh, not lose that touch, um, if you will, uh, the contact that I had with uh, helping my sisters who are currently uh, working with him, helping him, they're part of that unpaid caregiver statistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and my best way to do that was to get involved with the association. And I've been doing this now on the board for two years. This is my first year as a, a co-chair for the walk. Um, it has just made, it, it's helped me to feel so much more connected to my father. Um, and it's it's helped me to feel so much more uh, even beyond that, because um, that candidly is a little bit of a selfish reason for getting, uh, to, for being involved, uh, you know, to help me feel a little bit more connected to my dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, and over the last two years, though, 
uh, I can tell you that uh, it's it's gone beyond that. Um, every person that I've met with who's who's associated with the association, um, and and uh, the causes or the research that I've learned about through um, through the meetings that you know I've been able to to jump on some of the uh, the research updates. It is just a, such a great organization. They do such an amazing job, and I really do believe that it's something that makes a difference. And I know that there are other organizations out there. There's other causes that are out there. This one just absolutely touches my heart, mm-hmm. and, and I'm proud that I can say that the association has delivered on everything that I wanted and that I hoped for by becoming involved. And give us a little bit of a glimpse, because... Obviously, it's touched you personally. What has it been like to see your father going through this? Just, I mean, it's an awful disease. That's a good way to describe it. Um, you know, initially, it was candidly a little bit of shame uh, on, on my dad's part. He hmm. was embarrassed, if you will. He let me know when he, um, you know, kind of announced it to the family. He was embarrassed. He doesn't like to be the center of attention by any stretch. And, uh, you know, we're at the point now where he doesn't really spend any time alone. And that's not because he's going to necessarily walk away and, and walk, walk out of the house and, and become lost in that way, but more about making certain that he has the things that he needs. Mm-hmm. Um, he, is, he is still mobile. He's, he was always a healthy individual to begin with. Uh, and so that's great. That's been very, very, a very positive part of this whole thing is that he doesn't have the mobility issues that some might, might have. Um, he can still feed himself. He can still take care of himself for the most part. It's simply a matter of being able to feel confident mm-hmm. that, that if something was to happen, that he would have somebody there because he wouldn't necessarily know what to do if he fell right. or, or if, he, if he hurt himself in, in some way, shape, or form. And, uh, and that's difficult, obviously, because we're talking about the person who, growing up, was always the strongest person in my life. Right. right? He, he was always the smartest person in my life. He was always the most confident and, and the person that I looked up to uh, the most. Uh, and it's, it's definitely something that uh, changes your perspective, clearly, um, when that person who has was such a massive figure in my life uh, is now somebody who I, along with my sisters, need to really help him get through the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really a... Um, it, it takes a it, it takes a lot uh, for an individual for a family to be able to put the uh, you know from an emotional perspective to be able to get through that. He is just the happiest guy on the planet, though. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't know it. I mean, um, clearly there's are moments when he can have a little bit of a, of a difficult time, but for the most part, it you know he's just a happy guy because he's always got his kids around him and, and yeah. the people that he loves are always near him, which is great. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that helps shed a little bit of light, I think, from your father's perspective and sometimes the shame, which we need to get rid of and have these conversations to sharing what it's like to have a parent go through something like that. I really appreciate you sharing that. Oh, it's my pleasure. I really do appreciate the opportunity to share it. Thank you so much for coming on with us today, telling us about the walk and the Alzheimer's Association. And once again, you can get involved with the walk by going to alz.org backslash walk. It is coming up here on Saturday, September. 9th. Chuck Bautista, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. And for more information, visit the station's website. I'm Melissa Moore. It's Mile High Magazine. Have a blessed day. Be kind.